From RF Smart, this is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. Now your host, Sarah Archer. Welcome back to Taking Inventory with RF Smart. My name is Sarah Archer, and today I am joined by Seth King and Amy Pichardo, who are back for part two of our manufacturing series. If you did not catch our first two levels of manufacturing, I would suggest you go back and listen to that episode. We really deep dived some basic manufacturing, and today we're going to get into some of the more complex features of manufacturing. So you guys are in for a treat. Before we dive in, though, I want to make sure you know who we're talking to today. So Amy, will you introduce yourself, please? Hey, guys. Great to be back. So Amy Pichardo here. I work over in the NetSuite section, specifically in the manufacturing area, and happy to be talking to you today. Thanks for being here, Amy and Seth King. Good to be back, Sarah. I am our VP of our NetSuite team, and I've been with the company actually seven years as of July 11th. Well, we are so glad you've been here for seven years, and we are also glad to be talking about WIP and routing today, as well as work order reporting. So we've done another podcast episode on work order reporting, which I will leave linked, but today we're going to really deep dive into what that means. But we're going to start with WIP and routing and WIP is an acronym. So Seth, what does WIP stand for? What it does not stand for, it's not W-H-I-P, it's actually W-I-P, which stands for work in progress. Work in progress, like we all are. So Amy, I'm interested to hear from you what WIP and routing means, especially in the context of NetSuite. Sure. So WIP is basically a definition for the inventory that you have in your system that has been released from your warehouse as an in-progress in your manufacturing flow. Accountants love this because they can track exactly where your inventory is at any given time. Yeah. So when we think of like assemblies in the last conversation, it was raw materials, finished good, there's no in-between. Where's it at in the manufacturing process? It went from raw material to finished good right away. So the difference there is assemblies right away, WIP might be taking a little bit longer. Yeah. And another way to think about it is we talked in the work orders and assemblies about sub-assemblies. So thinking about a manufacturing being in process would be, hey, I can see a NetSuite, my work order assembly sub-assembly is built, right? So I know the first part's built then it's in process. But WIP and routing is a bit different than that because while it can leverage sub-assemblies, it's actually using operations to track the process. Okay. That was a lot of different words there. So I think we need to break it down a little bit more. So we just talked through what is WIP. So what do we mean when we say routings and operations? So operation steps are basically the steps that you have to go through to build a product. So to give an example, if we're building bikes today, you might put that bike through several different operation steps. Painting might be one, assembly of handlebars might be another, and then full assembly of the bike might be a third. So routing as it relates to operation steps is just the order in which you do those steps to get to the finished good. So Seth, I know we've defined it, but do you have an example of a customer who's using whip and routing and what they use it for? So it's common in quite a few different manufacturing processes. You'll see it common in process manufacturing, not so much for why the operation level completion is important. It does provide more flexibility and variances. So things like over-issuing components or doing negative issues of components where your bill of material isn't always stagnant. So it's common in that space. 
but it's also common in customers that have a really, really long manufacturing process. We have some customers that build large machinery that could be conveyors for automating warehouses that could be autonomous security robots. There's customers out there that do that. That manufacturing process may take a month or two months to build a, a finished good for a project. So in that case, whip and routing serves a purpose to understand we're not done at this point, but where are we in the process? Are we halfway through, 20% through? Is it in our facility? Is it maybe offsite at our facility? So that's another example of how you could use a routing step is I've actually seen customers use that as like offsite. So the example would be a, a medical device company. I can think of a customer. They bring product in, they issue those components, they go through different routing steps that could be assembly, then it could be sealing of this package. And then their next routing step is actually sanitizing the pack essentially. Well, in that case, they're actually sending it out of their facility and systematically, they know that's gone because the routing step is that sanitation step. I've seen other customers emulate this with bins and they might do a bin transfer. They know it's I was off-site. about to ask you, why wouldn't you just do a bin transfer? You could use a bin transfer. The problem at that point is you have to do your completion of that inventory. Now you're completing inventory before it's actually complete. Like it's not a finished good inventory until the sanitation's done. And you have to build something and then put it in a bin. And at that point, now your inventory is available for sale where with the routing step, it's not available inventory. The GL impact hasn't taken place in NetSuite. So there are some benefits to not doing a bin transfer. You have less control when it's a bin. I was thinking, Seth, when we first talked about doing this podcast, it really came to mind because I was at a customer who was doing that very thing where they had a step where they needed to send a product offsite. And they were just been transferring it out. But Amy, I'm sure you can answer this question. I'm sure that accounting hates that, right? Because it's like, where did this go? Where is it at? Are there benefits to this whip and routing process that maybe extend beyond even the manufacturing floor? Sure. So the biggest benefit that I think exists here is that you have an understanding of inventory that's in your system that is not ready for sale. You can't recognize revenue on it yet. So when you look at that, it helps you identify, do I have too much inventory in WIP? Do I need to adjust my processes? Do I need to adjust my purchasing? Do I need to work on my supply chain? So that things aren't sitting in WIP and not ready for you to recognize revenue on. So Amy, I often talk to customers and when we're doing a discovery call and we're asking them, tell me about your manufacturing process or using work orders assemblies or using WIP and routing. Sometimes the customer will say, well, we're using WIP, but we don't use routings. Can you think of why a customer would be configured in that way where they'd want to use the benefits of the WIP module, but not necessarily set up the routing steps themselves? Well, often what I've seen is that they at least have one routing step assigned. And usually that's because they're building product in a way that they need sub-assemblies available to move on to the next step. So maybe Sarah and I are the ones that build Part of this, and instead of it being a routing step for our piece of the work order completion, we build a sub-assembly, which then goes to another department or to another piece of equipment or machinery, and then rolls into the finished good. Exactly. That makes sense. So let me reflect back, Amy, and let me know if I'm off base anywhere. Whip and routing, the value of this module inside of NetSuite. So it is a separate module you have to purchase in NetSuite, but it's going to be good for customers that have a really long manufacturing process because it's going to give you more clarity as to where you are in the manufacturing process, but more importantly, more real-time 
impact of the GL, like the cost of these materials, right? The consumption of these materials. So you're consuming materials when they're being used versus a back flush at the end of a work order assembly, which helps you to reorder more material, make sure you have enough on hand. It's also great for customers that have variable consumption in their raw materials. So maybe there's some scrap, some waste. They want to over-issue materials. I'm issuing 10 pounds of something, and maybe I spill half on the floor, and I want to issue another pound to that. So those are a lot of benefits. What other benefits are there besides those routing steps, kind of tracking things outside the facility that maybe come just from the inherent NetSuite fields? Great question there. I think that one of the things that we need to talk about is the benefit of all of the things that are in native NetSuite that can be used. So when you're defining your routing and your operation steps in NetSuite, you can define your labor resources required, your machine resources required. And when you do that and you use the completion tools on our handheld, that allows you to really understand the full cost of your product because all those things are being taken into account. So Amy, what you just said, I think is a great transition into our final topic in this manufacturing discussion around work order reporting and the significance of work order reporting and being able to have that visibility into what's going on. Can you explain what work order reporting is? Sure. Work order reporting for us is an advanced module that you can purchase. It plugs into all these things that we've been talking about concerning WIP and routing. It has some great benefits. So some of the things that you can do in work order reporting that you can't necessarily do in native NetSuite is you can record the time taken by a labor resource to complete an operation step. Another benefit of using WOR over native NetSuite is that you can do the work order completions at the operation step level. You don't have to complete the entire work order at one time. This gives you even more visibility into the granularity of where your inventory is and how your process is going on the build. Another feature that we added recently was crew size. That allows for flexible environments. Let's say you're building those bikes again today, but you've got a lot of orders for bikes and you need to get them through. You can actually add additional people to the line to complete those bikes. And our handheld in the work order reporting function will allow you to tell how many people completed that operation step affecting the GL in a positive way. What if I have three or four work orders that are all for the same item and I want to work on all of those at the same time? That is another great benefit of WOR. So we have a feature where you can select multiple work orders at the same time, as long as it's for the same finished good. And as you process through that, we have a different setting that says, how do you want to allocate the time for that? You can either allocate it across orders, maybe if you have orders that are for the same quantity, or you can allocate it across the quantity of all the orders together. So it's either a even allocation. So if I spend an hour on three work orders, each of them gets 20 minutes, or it could be a weighted allocation because maybe one work order was five, the other was three, and the other was one. Exactly right. So there's a couple different scenarios when I think of the people who are probably listening to this podcast. And one of them is people who maybe are already using RSmart in a WMS capacity. Potentially they are not manufacturing, but are bringing manufacturing in-house. And some of these things to consider are totally new to them. And others who are manufacturing, maybe they aren't manufacturing with RF Smart, and they're considering some of these things, but they don't necessarily understand the value of it being mobile and being with RF Smart. Seth, can you speak a little bit to where does that ROI come in? Why is this so important? Why do we have so many customers who are utilizing this? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So one, I would say if you're a current customer and you don't leverage any manufacturing in NetSuite or RFSmart, or maybe you're very simplistic in your manufacturing, start with work orders assemblies. should have access to that. You may realize it's hidden on your menu and you just need to go through the configuration and training on that. That's the place to start. And what I would say the ROI is a lot of this is in the movement of this inventory and the validation of the inventory movement. So you think through not just the start of the manufacturing and completion, but the inventory has to get to the manufacturing area. You're already picking inventory for sales orders. Why would you also not get the same bin optimization, pick path routing for all of your raw materials as well? I was just in a warehouse in Atlanta and it's actually the warehouse team that grabs the raw material and inventory for the manufacturing team. And that's actually the case in a majority of the customers we talk to It's not the actual manufacturing plant workers who are grabbing all of that inventory. It's the warehouse team that grabs that inventory. So there's value in that that pick, in most cases, it's a stage of inventory to a manufacturing location is just like an R-Smart sales order pick. You benefit the same FIFO logic or the FIFO logic. So now you're rotating inventory accordingly. You're getting the best travel time to pick those inventory items. That's a lot of the benefit. Which is actually, I don't think we talked about production staging and some of the flexibility we provide in WIP, right? So certainly there's the start of a work order where you issue, but that inventory's got to get there. Maybe talk about some of the stuff, Amy, in work order reporting that provides you some flexibility in production staging. Sure. So when we did our first session, we talked a little bit about the different types of manufacturing that can happen. And one of the things I don't think I mentioned was that Manufacturing is so different for so many different people. They all do it in a different way. I'd say you'd be hard-pressed to find people that create similar products doing it in the same way. So the functions that we have are very flexible. We have one specific one that Seth has just mentioned concerning production staging. And what that allows you to do is understand what you've got facing you on the production floor that day or even that week, whatever your time frame may be. And you can go collect all of that inventory and get it to the right position on the floor so that it's available for you when you need to either issue it or if you're going to back flush as you process your orders through work order reporting. So we've talked through a lot of different things today, but I want to call out one specific feature, Amy, because it is something that sets RF Smart apart. That is exception notifications. Do you want to talk through what that means? Yeah. So this is a fun new feature that we've put in place for WR specifically. And how it works is it allows you to create customized notification rules in NetSuite that can be used in the handheld to trigger a notification via email, or perhaps it's just a notification on your dashboard to let you know that something's down on a line. So some examples of things that you guys might want to put as a custom notification is machine down or scheduled machine down. Perhaps component shortage is something you run into a lot and you want to have the ability for people on the operation step to click into a button real quickly and just say, I've got an issue, I need help. And that can show up, like I said, via email or on the dashboard so that you can address it quickly. The other thing that this allows you to do is we're keeping all of that data for you. You're going to be able to sort back through that at a later time and understand where your slowdowns are, where your bottlenecks are, and what you might be able to do for process improvement. Amy, that's very exciting that that's coming soon. So if you have questions about that, you can email info at rfsmart.com and we'll get you connected to the right place. 
Before you go, make sure you subscribe. You can subscribe any place you listen to podcasts, such as Google, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe at our website at rfsmart.com slash podcast. And I mentioned some other topics that we talked through before that will be linked in the show notes. So make sure you go back and listen to those episodes as well. Thanks so much, Seth and Amy. And for those of you listening, and we will see you again next time.